Hello, fellow fans. I'm Mark. You know, with me is my host, the Tubular Brian. What up, Brian? Tubular, bro. Bro, welcome everyone to UWF on the Chip and Company Podcast Network. On last episode, Brian and I did the very challenging, hard task of, uh, well, picking the best year in 90s cinema. I'm still hurting from it, recovering, um, but we did it. On this week's episode, Brian and I are heading to the UWF courtroom to discuss bad attraction shows and rides in theme parks. That's right, everyone. Will they be guilty or found innocent? Grab your judgment caps as United We Fan starts now. All right, let's do this one last time. Truth is, I am Iron Man. Football is life. I solemnly swear that I am up to no good. X never, ever marks this spot. Is Star Wars the one with the little wizard boy? This is the way. Avengers! Assemble. Oh, chills. Literal chills. Hello, fans. Thank you all for uniting with us as we talk about all things fandom. Please give us a rate or review wherever you listen so we can unite with more fans out there on the Chip and Company Podcast Network. Follow UWF on Facebook, Instagram, X, Twitter, and you can have more fun with us. Brian, um, this is this is going to be a fun episode. We get to go to the courtroom here at uh, UWF City Hall. Am I making a plate? Oh, 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 yeah. Oh, we got chills. We got dramatic music. Um, anyone wants to go into our archives, you'll see that we did a UWF bad movie jail where we defended movies that were poorly judged and given bad reviews that we liked. And we thought, hey, let's do it for some theme park rides and shows. Brian, hello. The uh, court welcomes you. Thank you, Mark. I appreciate it. Bad movie jail was fun. We've we've done a couple. We did like a Disney bad movie jail for United We Fan Plus at one point as well. But yeah. I still can't figure out why Hot Rod and Heavyweights were movies I had to argue for. I feel like those movies stand on their own two feet. I do. And I mean, we did that those episodes a while ago, and I still say they're really good films. So much so that Brian Random Rushmore. The game where everything's made up and the points don't matter. Sorry for the delay. I was on the uh, Law and Order sound instead. Oh, oh, that's fine. You know what? Hit me with some Law and Order, Brian. Law and Order, Random Rushmore. I can't. They share the same button. <sighs> Ooh. All right. Well, for all you listeners, Brian's smart. I like to stump him up, make him think, just to uh, keep him in check with doing a Random Rushmore or something. Brian, this Random Rushmore is. I want you to pick four Friends characters. That would host a really good podcast. For friends characters that would host a good podcast? Uh yeah. okay. So it can be outside of the main six. Right. Um, okay. I Whoa. oh man, this is brutal. Um you clearly have an answer already. I so I have Joey and Phoebe. I think they'd be great. Phoebe just huh. being the pilot watching people from the airport. Oh, would she call it uh, phalanges with Phoebe? <laughs> Gross. Uh, an, an evening with Ken and, and Regina. Um, yeah. Okay. I'm going to go. The Smelly Cat podcast. I'm going to go a podcast called Stories from the Coffee House. Stories from Central Perk. 
Gun I was thinking of Gunther. Gunther's oh the host. God. Gunther is the host, and yeah. he tries to get Rachel on every single week, and she never comes on. Oh. And then oh. he gets Tag to come on to try oh. and appeal to Rachel, and okay. he hates okay. Tag. Yeah. And then, yeah, Joey and Phoebe's probably the best answer with a weekly recurring segment from Chandler about the financial sector <laughs> and then a, and then a thing from monica about how to clean something in your house okay um gunther it's, it's gunther's oh man, podcast Gun yeah gunther was on my list i thought about ugly naked guy and he could just <laughs> title it being naturally you um i thought that would be good mr heckles uh, oh poor mr heckles rip um this is this is the most random of Rushmores you have ever come know, up with. I know. Would do. Hmm. Yeah, I I love Gunther. I think the co the coffee shop one would be a hit show. Ursula Buffet. Um, no, oh, I hate <laughs> Ursula. Do we do we think that Paul Rudd's character, um, Mike? Ooh, him and Chandler. Mike and Chandler. Doing like a co-host podcast. All I'm thinking of is Mike and Ross sitting on the couch and playing with the yeah. beer cans. I know. Um, I mean, Ross and Monica could be a fun like duo podcast. Mm, you, Keeping it killer. So, you think Ross is a lot funnier than I do, though? I love Ross, but yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Phoebe, Joey, Gunther. I just love that, and then. I, I want to hear ugly naked guys' stories. I'm going to go with those four. No, I'm changing my answer just to the Geller family. Just oh my Jack God. and Jack and Judy and yeah. I, I want that. Jack and Judy, come on. And the, then and it'd be we'll called the broken a, porch swing. Yeah, well, Hurricane Gloria didn't break the porch swing. Monica did. We'll have a special episode where the Greens come on. Her like the three <laughs> sisters, mom and dad. Oh my God! And then the Bings come on. They tell stories of when Chandler lost a toe in the kitchen. Oh my god! His mom, uh, the romance writer, his dad, m dad, the performance <laughs> dancer. We outlasted yeah. the music. No oh, man, this was a good one. Maybe that's a great topic. All right, right. So, yeah. yeah. Chandler's dad coming on with Jack Geller—that'd be hilarious. I I thought of this just because. Joey, it was the episode where Joey and Phoebe, uh, Phoebe's boyfriend was wearing her underwear and Joey was talking to her about it. I go, these two on a podcast, just talking about the things they talk about would be hilarious. I think that's where I got it from. How much of a man yeah. am I? <laughs> what about pantyhose? It goes, <laughs> I need to go take, I think off. I need, <laughs> I think I need to go home and change. I, I think it's best. Yeah. Yeah. And then later that up or, and that's when Chandler went with Monica or Monica dragged him to invite his dad to the wedding. And I go, man, this would make for a great podcast. Chandler, just his stories with his dad and his mom. And that's where it came from. So yeah, all that. Yeah. But I don't think Brandon you would want to talk about it. We are getting way too deep into this. We are, we are. All right. So Brian, we're going to stroll a uh, court is in session. Oh. Like I Thank said, you. man, they uh, share a button. It takes me time. 
I know that was my javel. I is a javel or gab? No, what is gavel? Gavel? I know gavel. It's gavel. a it's a gavel, gavel not a javel. It's a gif, gavel, not a jiff. Gobble. Yeah. All right. So Brian and I are going to pick some rides and shows that don't have the best reviews, just like we do with movies, and we're going to defend the stink out of them because we feel they should be given some respect. So you listeners, let us know if you feel that they are guilty of being bad. Or if you're there with us to defend them. I think the most difficult one to defend would have been Primeval World. So luckily, Disney took that out of our hands. Yeah, I, you wouldn't have gotten a defense from me. You would have gotten um, a heavy prosecution case. So we're each going to try to come up with, a, with two rides, a show, and then maybe a restaurant or a snack food of some sort that mm-hmm. you think has a bad mm-hmm. rap. But you will do as often as you can. Yeah. So I, I, I guess I can. I'm, I'm more than willing to start. Most everything I have comes from the world of Disney. I think you probably at least have something from Universal, right? I wow. You know, this is gonna be fun for us, being fans of both worlds. Um, most of mine came from Universal because I think it, as Rodney Dangerfield would say, can't get no respect around here. That was awful. I'm sorry. That was pretty sorry. tough. I mean, does anyone even know who Rodney Dangerfield is anymore? What was the what was the animated film? With, oh, the dog one. Yeah, I loved. I used to Rover watch that Dangerfield. Movie. Rover Dangerfield. I loved that movie so much. Man, talk about random shout out. There we go. That should have been our 1991 animated film instead of Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> uh, yeah, Brian. <laughs> yeah. Rover Dangerfield. He's man's best friend. Fetch, boy, fetch! You want it? You go get it. He's Rover Dangerfield, the dog who gets no respect. No respect at all. Yeah, I haven't thought about that movie in a decade. Look, listeners, if you don't know who he is, check out Caddyshack and Old School. Or not Old School, Back in School. There (sighs) we go. He's not in Old School. (laughs) Back in School. I think he was dead before Old School. I don't like you. Back in school. There we go. He is dead, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah, he died. I didn't mean a lot. No, he wasn't. Again. Was he dead? When did Old School come out? Rodney Dangerfield died in 04. And I think it came out around that time. It's a, it's going to be close, but he was 82 when he died. Older than I thought. 03. Rodney Dangerfield technically could have been in Old School. Ha! There he had, but he was not. Okay, do no. you want to go first? you want me to go first? Who goes first? You talk first. I talk first. You talk first? I talk first? Oh, uh, uh, you talk first. Okay. Um, court is in session. Brian, please present your case. Case number one. I'm going to go attraction. I'm going to go Epcot. Do you have any guesses where I'm going to go here? Epcotians. People of Epcot. Please don't yell day drinkers. I know. Um... Let's see. I'm going to go. You're either going to say Figment or Mexico. Mexico, I considered. I just don't think enough people even know or give Mexico a chance. But I think everybody that rides it rates it fairly properly. Uh, Figment, no. I I mean, I I think Figment would be tough to argue. I am arguing for Orange Mission Mission Space. That's, oh, God. All right. Well, um. I am ready to hear your case. What don't you like about it? Um, 
I think it would I think it's a very creative experience. Um, it does the job for the storyline of taking you on a space adventure while giving you a very small glimpse of astronaut training and aspect of it. Um, I just think, I mean, looking at the short wait time and how many people I go with never really go, oh my God, let's do the orange side. If one, they don't like the ride period. If they say, if they ride it, they're only going to do the green. Uh, so I don't think the re the rewide re-ride is high. Um, and I think it's just, it's it's past its deadline. I think it's it's good to move on from it. But I think the queue is great. I love that it has artifacts from Mission to Mars. I miss I miss the queue actually turning that that yes. real turning. When you talk rewritability, I think it was seven times in a row on our honeymoon. My wife and I rode Orange Mission Mission Space. I have a high rewrite. Yeah, we're just tougher than you. Uh, but to your point, the reason we were able to write it seven times in a row is because really nobody else was in line. Um, Thank you. but I think, I, I think the visuals are cool. I miss Lieutenant Dan. Oh, I love yeah. Garrison. So I wish he was still in it. He's still in there. We lost autopilot. That's the only thing he's got left. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I just think it's fun, man. I think it's, it gives you a feeling that you don't get in any other way. I do think it's cool that the green mission has a different mission now rather than yes. the mission to or mission to Mars. But I just, I, I, I enjoy that, that like stomach, whatever. Like, I think it's, I think it's a cool feeling. I like it. I do know what people are saying. Like if you close your eyes or try to lift your head, you're going to get pretty sick. Yep. But I, I'm not, in, I'm not scared of enclosed dark spaces or spinning or everything else that they warn you about about 48 times on it. But I find it to be very, very interesting. I think it'd be cool if you could find a way where you could actually maneuver your thing to tilt it left or right a little bit more. But I get why it's all one thing. You can't have each of these on their own thing and spinning at the same time. But I just think I just think it's a feeling that you can't replicate in any other type of attraction. And I think it's really fun. And I want to argue for it because I really like it. And that's about the extent of my argument. Um, I. I'm not even going to call it a bad attraction. I'm just, I think I'm going to say, I understand why it's not a popular attraction, but you know, before guardians got there, a lot of people kind of looked at Epcot going, we need thrills. All right. There's mission space and test track. So, um, I, 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 I also think the I, theming of the tower for the cast members that work there is like yes. one of my favorite parts. The mission control area, I think is really cool. I, I love the queue. I'm a, like a space nerd. I'm someone who loves going to Kennedy Space Center. Um, so that queue, I love it. I agree with you. I think it definitely improved it when they changed the missions for orange and green. Um, there's definitely a way to do orange without getting sick. Yes, they have the courtesy bags on there. But just I don't understand you people who look outside, see things spinning and look all over and all that. You're just asking for trouble. Just Just focus on your screen. I think the biggest argument it opened in 2003, the biggest argument against was it worth $100 million to build? Maybe not. Uh, but am I, am I glad it exists? I am. I think it's really, really fun. I will be legitimately sad whenever it goes away. The queue, you can tell it's not a boring queue. They put money into it. So I get the money went there. It, what, when did it open? 2002, 2003, three, same, same year as old school. So it's, 
So, <laughs> so it's 20 years old. So yeah, that's a good investment. It's still going strong, still gets wait times. So I think it's a good investment. Um, Brian, I'm not going to prosecute or try to prosecute uh, Mission Space to be a bad attraction. Yes. Um, I will just simply say that it's, uh, you know, if they want to consider other options for it, I would hear arguments for it. Will you stay um, off I of it get... or will you write it if you're with a group that's writing it? Or Orange Mission specifically? Uh, Orange Mission, no. I've done Greenside. I haven't done Orange Side in a long time. Fair enough. A long time. But I mean, for all those people who do it, they sell ginger ale in the gift shop. Brian, um, did you ever bring your kids to the exit playground? Oh, yeah. Like, legit, every time we went to Epcot, this was an attraction we did. Like, my kids like this attraction. My whole family really likes this attraction. But it has a 44-inch height requirement for the orange mission and a 40 for the green. So the the smaller kids were, were playing in the playground while the other people were riding. Like, that was that was legit probably nine times out of ten we went to Epcot, which was and a I, couple times I, a month for a while. And I miss when they had the mission control kind of activity in the like playground area with the screens. Yeah. So that was a lot of fun. So I think overall there's a lot of good things to it. Um, but uh, if I get to do a verdict, I'm going to say not guilty yes. of being a bad attraction. Sweet. No arguments here. Let's celebrate that first victory by listening to an ad. Hey guys, Dislife Mark here, and I want to tell you all about the official travel partner here at Chip & Company. Let our good friend Sarah at Destination to Travel help you plan your next Disney vacation. Sarah specializes in planning dream vacations for your family. She's an authorized Disney vacation planner, and she can help with every step of your magical vacation. The best thing is that her services are 100% free. Want to travel beyond Disney? Sarah has you covered there too. Want to find out more? Fill out a trip request form over at the website at Chip & Co. or email her directly at sarahsolberg at d2travel.com. Start planning that dream vacation today. Email her at sarahsolberg at d2travel.com. For my first case, I'm going to open with a show over at Universal. Okay. So... No, it's not the born. Um, what is it? Born stunt spectacular. Yeah, no, you don't have kidding. to. You don't have to argue for that. Everybody knows how good that is. Yep. When it and works properly. I, you all know I love the horror makeup show, and that show still gets a lot of people going to it. It's been there for a long time. So if anyone says it's a bad show, well, you're wrong. <laughs> um, I am going to argue for the animal actors show over at universal now i don't think people will say it's a bad show i think it's a show people will say they skip but i tell you what when the park has a long wait i will happily go grab a beer go watch the animal actors there's cute doggos there there's a pig that just wants to fly you have the kitties who do all the performances um and my last several shows animals have um well they've not gone to script some of the dogs when they're doing their cues and trying to go to the trainer the trainers make the show so like them trying to react and get the animals to do stuff in a fun way is great um 
highly recommend the show. If you have any kind of warmth in your heart for animals, it's a good time. Go see it. If it's a high wait time and everything's not working out at the time, just go watch this show. It's underrated. It's over there between uh, E.T. and Simpsons. Go check it out. I promise you, you'll laugh. You'll go, aww, and you'll want to hug the animals at the end. I'm I'm afraid of birds, going to be honest. Man, th- then, ooh, don't sit in the center section. They fly, like, right over you, Brian. Correct, which uh, I made sure didn't happen. But I had been to Universal a dozen times before I saw it, to your point. I hadn't, there wasn't enough positive word of mouth that made me like seek it out. But I have, my oldest daughter is obsessed with pigs, and there was a giant pig on the poster, which is what got us there. You're Um, just supposed to fly. And it was fun. It was, it was super fun. Like, but to your point, it needs more positive word of mouth to get people to go. But it is not a bad show by any stretch of the imagination. It is super fun. I, you know, it's been, kind of the same concept for a long time but what keeps it fresh is they're animals they're live animals you never know what they're gonna do i've seen them run off into the crowd um run backstage i saw a bird that was supposed to do the flying over the blue screen just say nope it was a windy day and flew backstage and hung out in the tree the whole show so you never know i Highly recommend it for the unpredictableness and the laughter. Like I said, I will grab a beer and just go watch it. And everyone in there is having a great time. Um, They have volunteers. So if you have like a dollar on you, you can have someone besides Brian. The bird will fly and take your dollar and bring it back to you. It's pretty great. And just, just go watch the pig. So, Brian, that is my case. Um, I hope you judge it fairly. Yes, no, it is not it is not a bad show. Not a bad show at all. So you succeeded. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Show I'm still kind of struggling with. I'm gonna be honest. No, I'm not struggling with it. I'll go show. Yeah, show me. Show me. Show me the money, Brian. Staying in Epcot, we have Awesome Planet. Narrated by Ty Burrell, Phil Dunphy. And it's loud and it's fun. And it's a big giant commercial to save the planet, which is what people are critical of it. But saving the planet is important. And I think Ty Burrell is funny and I like him. I, I, I mean, the Timon and Pumbaa version was so depressing, Brian. Like, so it's an improvement over that one. Um, I don't remember that one at all. Man, they just told you everything that was wrong with the planet, which, um, you know, uh, we, oh, that's we heavy. should always, we, we should always be working to improve. Um, but when you're, when you're at Epcot at Disney world, is that really what you want to be like focusing on right now? Um, I mean, I miss food rocks, which used to be their kitchen cabaret, um, shout out, but It, I don't really know anyone who goes to it. Like, is that a must thing for you and your circle? It's not a, it's not a must thing, but, uh, I mean, it's, it's good air conditioning. It's, it, it belongs, but I have no good argument for it. 
But I didn't I have another. Even... I didn't have another show I wanted because I have shows that I want to argue against. Finding Nemo the musical. Yeah. Um. I. I. If I'm ruling on this, I'm gonna rule it's a bad show. Right, I, I'm gonna fair. find it guilty. Um, okay. Just because. What about Turtle Talk with Crush? Do you like Turtle Talk with Crush? I think that has a pretty good reputation, but it really yeah. depends. It really depends on if it's, you're if you get a person in that room that's trying to go viral, it's the absolute worst. So yeah, Turtle Talking with Crush, and the kids love it when I've gone there. Um, Monsters Laugh Floor. I know a, a certain fan of the show who would probably argue for that to be found guilty of being a bad show, but um, I would even defend the heck out of monsters laugh floor people in that show have a great time but man i think i'm gonna i think i'm gonna find that show guilty over at epcot i just i don't even really think it fits in with the vibe of the building anymore i don't disagree but that was my best shot at the show i have another ride that we'll get to after your first ride so my first ride, I am sticking with the Universal Company, but I'm going to Islands of Adventure for King Kong. Oh. Um, so um, first off, the facade on the outside, great. The costumes for the team members, I think is um, they're amazing. That's an attraction I would love to work just for the costumes alone. Going through the queue... If you're Horror Nights fans and you just want to feel something from Horror Nights, that cue is made for you. I feel like you're stepping onto the set of the movie. Um, I feel like the last couple of times I haven't seen the like villagers pop out anymore. And if it is, it's like one and it kind of makes me sad. Um, it might just be one anyways. So then you go into the queue where the animals are kept before they're shipped. Um, some fun animatronics in there. You got the, the worm, the teeth worm. Mr. Teeth. Um, now you get on the vehicle. I will say a lot of people don't know that's an animatronic driver. So really? I will people say, didn't know that. Yeah. Hmm. I I've had people um kind of around me going, is that person does they, it even move? Not, yeah, he does. Like it's like a okay. And there's like anyways, so the driver, I'll kind of like put a, a negative one there for the drivers, but you know, hey, they're not going to pay a person to sit there. Um, I've done both versions where if it's raining, you don't go outside, you kind of take the sharp turn, you don't go through the big con gates, which is kind of sad. I love going outside and through the con gates, and then you go inside. Now, I need you to remember we're not comparing this or talking about Fast and Furious, I'm talking about King Kong. Um, I went on it when I went to Universal Hollywood, when it was the portion with the um, uh, T-Rexes chasing you and all that. I was like, man, this is actually a lot of fun. So they expanded it. Um, I just enjoy it going to do the different screens. Um, Would I vote for it over Confrontation? No. Oh, my God. Confrontation was a great time. But King Kong going to the different screens. um, It's not irritating like it could have been on fast and the furious um i like the visuals i like how the vehicles move i like how you go to the different areas the end with the giant king kong i think is cool um i don't know if it has a big of an impact on others but i think it's really cool when he's right there i think it's the only redeeming quality of the entire attraction 
Yeah. Um, then you, you pull in um, and you get off of your tour of Skull Island. And there you are. I, I think it's a fun time. My nieces love it. I love them for loving it. Um, the 3D at time uh, doesn't work as well as I think they would want it to be. And then, of course, when it goes from like a person to a CGI character, it's not as bad as Vin Diesel. But I, I think the queue is great. I think the costumes are great. I think the ride is enjoyable. To your point. The queue is fun for a minute. The problem what? is, is the capacity of this ride. I don't know what yes. the capacity of this ride is, but it's low. Awful. It's it's yep. very, very low. So you cannot get on this ride with less than an 80 minute wait. It feels like. And the I, line takes forever. forever. I will admit, I don't wait longer than 20 minutes for that ride. I think the last time I rode it, I had Express, and it still took us like 35, 40 minutes to get on because the capacity is so brutal. Like, That's if you want to see how there. low, if you want to see how low the capacity is, just stand out in front of the gate and watch the trucks come in front. You don't see them frequently enough. That's true. I do feel like they've taken off some trucks. I don't know if it's a decision on their part to save money, wear and tear, but it's definitely not putting courtesy above financial i think the wires on the trucks are really cumbersome and get in the way of your visual viewing experience to your oh, point forgot about that the attraction yeah. glasses are are not the best ever and the 3d is really inconsistent um i i do like to your point you can get that uh halloween horror nights factor in there they don't do a very good job at warning you it's coming. So if you take a kid with you, you're kind of stuck there. Ooh. And and that's not that's not great either. Um, right. But again, it's for me, it's the level of experience compared to the capacity and the demand for it. It just is not worth my time and investment. I I can't sadly argue with that. The efficiency is awful. I think had it been a long wait time because of popularity that's one thing but i agree with you i wrote it within its first i wrote it within its first month for sure and the wait time was just awful yeah i that's just it when i've gone i during the peak times yeah i've seen high wait times but i haven't seen it awful during this like the off periods but i definitely get it where they're not running every vehicle and you could just tell it needs it. Like this is an unusual long wait for no reason. Um, I, I, think I think there's one time when I saw it said it was 45 and it just, it, it was, it was longer. It just was, I've written, I mean, it, I've written it maybe five times at the most. So, I mean, me and my family, we had express one time and we kind of had the same boat. It got to be 30 minutes and we just kind of looked around going, this is ridiculous for express because just of how much you're paying for it there. So um, I think if you look at it as, is it a bad attraction? Well, we look at what it could have been fast and furious, you know, one side smoke blowing and smoke and water blowing in your face, too much smoke to where you can't see things, bad CGI um, and just kind of laughable fun, not laughable fun time just a laughable time and the party buses 
So I think if you look at it from that perspective of forget the wait times, the ride itself, if you compare it to how bad it could have been with Fast and Furious, then you'll see actually it wasn't that bad. What baffles me is that Fast and the Furious came after Kong, that they took Kong yeah. and made it worse rather than the other way around. Yeah. I think I'd be more forgiving of Kong if Fast and the Furious came first and then they advanced to Kong where it's like, okay, it's at least getting better. But they, they yeah. actually downgraded when they went to Fast and the Furious. The sight lines are worse. The CGI is worse. The theming is worse. Well, I mean, the the garage is kind of cool. But it really yeah. feels like they built Fast and the Furious of a permanent Halloween Horror Nights queue line. Yep. Yep. I mean, if you would love to hear a defense of Fast and Furious, please see friend of the show, Piano Rob and Allie. They're both very big fans of that ride. And um, when I do ride it with them, it's like going to see a kid's movie with a kid going, oh, I get, yeah, this is a cute movie. You don't watch it with the kid. Then you're like, no, it's not a cute movie. Does he, so, rather, does he love it ironically? Does he, he, just, he only loves it because nobody else loves it? No, he just, he thinks it's a fun time, man. Oh man. The party, the sight lines on the party bus, you can't even see. No. Yeah. And, and that's my problem with Kong too, is if you're on one side of the vehicle, if anything happens on the other side, you're done. Like you just don't get to experience that part. See when the T-Rex part's happening, I look at both sides like, and but if I you're know on something the, different every time. If you're on the end though, like it's hard to see the other side is what I'm like. It depends on eh. where you're sitting in the vehicle. I've not, I've not had that issue, but I, I mean, I haven't, I been, I haven't been on it in years. So yeah. Don't well, short shame well, me. I'm almost your height. I know. Uh, I, I'm hoping we get a uh, mistrial from you and we don't get a verdict today, but I leave it in your hands. I I think I brought up decent, compelling arguments against the others, which is weird because I'm also like convicting and ruling, which is kind of kind of tough. But yeah. uh, I think I brought up enough convincing ones that you're like, well, there's nothing I can say about that. So I'll, I'll go mistrial, but I'm not willing to acquit it. Okay. Okay. Uh, audience or sorry, members of the jury who's listening, let us know what you think. If it's uh guilty of being a bad ride or if it's uh guilty of getting a bad rap, I bring up my next attraction. I think the only problem with this attraction is it is not as good as its predecessor. I think that's the only problem with it because I think countdown to extinction, AKA now dinosaur, <laughs> at Animal Kingdom is a good attraction. And if the Indiana Jones adventure at Disneyland didn't exist, I think the dinosaur would have a much better reputation than it has. See, I don't know anyone who doesn't like dinosaur. Really? Yeah. We need to get Mark Valentine I, on the phone. Mark, Mark knows plenty of people that don't like it, including himself. That's fine. Uh, I being in my world, working it like working that whole world um people want to do dinosaur it's on their list of things they want to do now we could bring up how when they announced the ride was going to be closed for retheme and all that and rumors whenever they pop up and all that people all of a sudden it's their favorite ride in the world but that happens for everything when they announce it's going to close or something right so we can't really go off that sea country Jamboree. Um, i know will i say dinosaur needs loving yeah there's dinosaurs that don't move. They're just hanging there. Um, 
but Countdown to Extinction was so good. I enjoy Dinosaur. I I enjoy everyone's reaction to it. It's intense. Brian, I would love to hear your thoughts as a parent <laughs> if that ride scared your little ones. So the difference, and it's the difference between California law and Florida law. In, in California, you have to be 46 inches to ride the Indiana Jones Adventure, where you only have to be 40 inches to ride it in Florida. Whoa. Their seatbelt rules and everything else, just the different state laws, that's the difference in the height requirement. Um, that being said, a 40-inch height requirement is pretty brave uh, because sometimes a height requirement serves as an age restriction as much as it does a height requirement. Um, and we took our kids on it every time they hit 40 inches, and we try to soften... Uh, that di- that dinosaur ended up getting named Elsa at one point, and uh, the the Carnotaurus or or whatever the T Rex one is. Carnotaurus. But yeah, like we tried to soften it, but yeah, it didn't always go super well. But no, it's fun, man. Like, and you get the. It used to be sponsored by McDonald's, so a lot of people don't know this. Yeah. It used to be sponsored by McDonald's, so there's red, white, and yellow pipes inside of the attraction that have the chemical formulas for ketchup, mustard, and mayonnaise on them. That's still there. There's a bunch of cool stuff. And Mark, this maybe isn't random, but we're gonna do it anyway. The game where everything's made up and the points don't matter. Your Mount Rushmore of theme park pre-show personalities and is doctor oh. is doctor seeker on there for you uh yes hello there um definitely the uh fly guy did not make the <laughs> list i'm sorry buddy he's on um, he's on a state farm commercial now and it's <laughs> awful um i and uh man fly I know Rip Torn for Men in Black is kind of entertaining. Okay. Um, man, the Potter Kids. No, the Potter Kids aren't going to make it. Um, I do. Th- I do think Bill Weasley from Escape to Gringotts is is on there. I think that's a. I think that's a fun theming pre-show. I'm going to put Rod Serling for Tower Terror on my okay. Rushmore. Um, man. Maybe oh, just not personalities, I, but maybe just top your Mount Rushmore pre-shows is probably the best way to do it. Pre-shows? Okay. Muppet Vision 3D is on there. Okay. Um, Dinosaur. I'll, I'll keep that on there. Um, I I love the Tower of Terror like library. I love it so much. You need to go to Disneyland and do the Guardians version. It's even better. I know. I know. I know. Um, so that's three... Um, man, there's got to be there's got to be something. I have escaped from Gringotts on mine because, like I said, I think the Bill Weasley part is good, and I think that that elevator ride down to the down to the the vaults is so so cool. I, you're you're maybe gonna hate this. I think Jimmy Fallon, the little pre-show with them wrapping the safety video, the like stuff beforehand i think the pre-show for jimmy fallon's i think fun. the waiting area for jimmy fallon's really cool i think the pre-show's just as corny as the ride but I you're can... you're right i think i'm not separating them um i'll oh nope nope spider-man i love the the news um little things about the Telling villains run city but yeah. you know that safety video is my favorite safety loading video 
of all time. <laughs> so Spider-Man number four. Amazing Adventures of Spider-Man. I will accept that. Uh, I will also go. Yeah, I'll go Escape to Gringotts. I'm gonna go Dinosaur as well. I think Dinosaur is good, and I would probably go Mission Breakout at, at California Adventure. It's, it's you're not gonna go. It's Tower of Terror. It's Tower of Terror added with a Rocket Raccoon added. You're to not it. going Epcotians. People of Epcot. I think the what crowd the crowd really ruins that one. It's just like the Haunted Mansion. Like the crowd just ruins it. Like if you get a good crowd, right. then it then it works. But yep. it just gets so ruined because people think they're funny. Oh, yeah, agreed. Agreed. So, so you're well, not convicting you're not convicting dinosaur then. No. Sweet. Uh, I no. But will I, I be even... happy? Like if dinosaur goes away, I'll be sad unless the next announcement is Indiana Jones is replacing it because Indiana Jones is the superior attraction. And if you want to yeah. learn more about how dinosaur works, watch the behind the attraction season two Indiana Jones episode. They explain the rolling ball scene and the dinosaur scene at the very That's end amazing. with the head. The fact that the whole room moves really, really cool stuff. Yep. That was great. I enjoyed watching that. Brian, that was a fun Rushmore. Man, this is a great episode for Rushmores. Great. Um, but we haven't done one in a while, so we're making it up for it. We are, we are. But now it seems like also a good time to take a break and to get a word from our sponsors. And uh, we'll have a recess, and then Cora will be back in session. Is Disney World home to you? Realtor Victor Naraki can help make it a reality. Realtor Victor Naraki specializes in making your Disney home dreams come true. Second homes, investment homes, retirement Relocation? With Victor's input, he will show you the home opportunities that you don't get to see as a tourist. Imagine being at the park in minutes, walking around the world showcase for daily exercise, watching the fireworks in your own backyard, or having Disney Springs as your local mall. Have you ever heard of Windermere, Winter Garden, Horizon West, Dr. Phillips, Claremont, Lake Nona, or Disney's own Celebration and Golden Oak? Victor will introduce you to these communities which are just minutes to the magic. Stop imagining a Disney life and start living your dream today. Call Victor at 407-340-9375. And don't forget to mention that you heard all about Victor here on the Chip and Company Podcast Network. Head over to CelebratingFlorida.com and start living your magical life today. All right, Brian, court is back in session here at the UWF courthouse here in UWF City Hall, here in UWF City, here in, man, ugh, chills. Um, all right, my next and last attraction that I'm bringing to the court's attention is Cat in the Hat over at Islands of Adventure. My simple argument for this is if you like Winnie the Pooh, then you should have no problem with Cat in the Hat. It is basically the same ride. Yes, different story, but same kind of vehicles, same kind of effects. Um, if you think I'm underappreciating Winnie the Pooh, then check out our best of Disney animated movies, and you'll hear how much Brian and I love the Winnie the Pooh animated movie. But I think Cat in the Hat gets a bad rap. It's a cute cue, and then you get in the story with the Cat in the Hat, thing one and thing two. Oh my God, when they come running out of that box, that's that's a little scary. But um, now has the ride lost some effects as time went on? Yes, sure has. Has it hurt it? Yeah. But the outside, you got the giant cat in the hat hat. 
Um, and I, I just think the ride's a lot of fun. And honestly, like I said, ride Winnie the Pooh, the Humphalumps and Woozles, and ride Cat in the Hat and tell me those rides are not on the same level. They should both be considered good rides. We experience the parks very differently from this standpoint. I would not argue Cat in the Hat is a bad ride. What I would argue is the entire theming. Every You talk about wanting to work at Kong because of their costuming. I would not want to work at Cat in the Hat because of their costuming. I can vouch from experience it is the most comfortable costume ever. <laughs> Just makes you look frumpy. Um, there. It's definitely from the 90s. The problem with Cat in the Hat and Seussland in general is it is made for a three-year-old and there is nothing a three-year-old can experience. The fact that Cat in the Hat, you compare it to Winnie the Pooh, I agree. The problem is, is a two-month-old can ride Winnie the Pooh. I mean, I wouldn't recommend bringing a two-month-old to the park, but you see my point. No I've height requirement. I've ridden with a two-month-old. Actually, no. I've ridden with an eight-month-old. Yeah. No height requirement at Winnie the Pooh. 36-inch height requirement at Cat in the Hat for no reason at all. That's my argument. That's it's, the problem with suit land it, in general. It used to spin, I know. Yes. But it doesn't spin anymore, so fix that. I know. I know. I don't... Yeah, with the spin, I totally got why it did the the height requirement. Um, I don't know what safety precautions would have to go into it for them to change it. Um, I, but, think, I think yeah. the, the attraction is made to appeal to small kids, but small kids can't experience it. That is a problem. Darn. I feel I feel that validated. I feel validated by arguing against your rights today. I, you know, it's great to hear a perspective as a parent. That is a, you know, um, I hope Universal's hearing so that they can invite Brian and Mark from UWF plus Brian's family. And I'll find some kids somewhere um, <laughs> to go uh, improve our opinion on the universal aspect of family friendly. Also, please don't call so. the police. He didn't mean he was going to find a kid. No, no, no. I got like nieces and a nephew. I, I got people. Perfect. Yeah, I'm related to them. They love me. <laughs> so, um, I I get the whole parent thing, but I think it's the one place like because Universal's not made for small kids. It's the one place you should be able to take your kids and experience time for a few hours, and you just can't. And that's my problem with it in general. Seuss trolley train ride, even even one fish two fish has a height requirement that you just can't. It should be the one place at Universal you can take a kid and and just let them be them for a few hours and you just can't do it. Yeah. I when you put it like that, you know, you have the playground, you have the trolley, you have one fish, um, you have the story time show. So that area, you're right. It the trolley well, even and Sky's dinosaur. Trolley. Yeah, sky the sky trolley and dinosaur have the same height requirement. Just think about that. It's so goofy. Well, I mean, it's high up. It's got a lap bar. We don't want them to like jump out. I understand. So make it yeah. make it so they're in there better. Mm. It would be terrifying if a child fell from the Seuss trolley skyway. I understand. Yeah. yeah, that would close forever. But like one fish, two fish is Dumbo. There's no height yes. requirement on Dumbo, and one fish, two fish has a height requirement. Does it? I think it's low. I think it's thirty-two. Man. Brian, 
I, man, I should have dug into this case more before I didn't bring my A game against Atticus Finch over here. I'm sorry. Um, well, I, I hope that the court of public appeals will see Cat in the Hat differently, but I feel Brian's going to bring down the hammer on it. Yeah, this one I'm going to keep guilty. Okay. Okay. For things outside of its own control. That's the problem. Because yeah. it, it is it is Winnie the Pooh with a different story. So if the story appeals to somebody else, I'm in. I think the the ride mechanic is good. It literally just takes a rule change and maybe adding a, a better lap bar. Yeah. But you're right. That area needs to be as kid-friendly as possible. You got to. Yep. Yep. Anything else you want to argue for? Uh, no, my, um, I mean, I rest for shows and rides. Um, you want to do a restaurant? Sure. I don't have a ton of restaurants. My food opinions are immaculate as we all know. You're a child. That's what your food opinion is. <laughs> <laughs> um, we'll do a rapid fire then. Um, is Cosmic Rays a good or bad restaurant? Judge it based on seating and food and environment. Is Sunny operating? Yes. Then if Sunny's operating, it's a lot more fun. Like seating's honestly not as bad as it used to be. There is a lot of outdoor seating that people just squat at for hours. So yep. I mean that's that's a bit of an issue. However, if they sell chicken nuggets and fries, I'm in on Cosmic Rays. It is what is it's like the second busiest restaurant in the entire world or something right oh is it the world yeah yeah like not even Man. the united states like the world like it, it just but like i said if they are giving birth i mean there's nothing there's nothing great about cosmic rays like i'm not gonna argue because it's the same burger you can get anywhere else at disney it's the same chicken yep. and fries you can get anywhere else at disney but it's fast and efficient and it's in a it's in a spot where i constantly find myself so there i'm always eating there uh, it's usually the last place I go to, so I, I think I'm just I don't want to deal with it. But you're right. What's the your show is great. What's your Rushmore of restaurants? Uh oh, we, I mean I might as well hit the button again. The game where everything's made up and the points don't matter. <laughs> um, Quick service restaurants at Magic Kingdom. Hang on, I will say shout out to when Cosmic Rays used to actually have a live band, and the stage would raise up and down from the tunnels and bring them up. I miss those days. I don't think that'd be something I'd be interested in. What? They were like a they were like a spacey fun 80s band. I picture it being the people from the Guardians of the Galaxy show that we always got at Epcot in the summers. I miss that. But it would be like before right. before they like learned how to use our instruments, like all their really weird crappy music. <laughs> What's my Rushmore question? Piano Rob raising from the floor. Okay, I'm in. Um <laughs> Magic Kingdom quick service restaurants. You said Columbia, Cosmic Rays Columbia is Columbia Harbor House. Okay. Um, Do you agree with me and Mark that it should become the Snuggly Duckling from or from Tangled? Yes. Cool. Uh, I mean, it's right there. Um, it's next to her bathrooms. Yep. Um, I'm going to go Ooh, the Friar's Nook. Okay. Um, Casey's? Yes. Um... Pecos Bill. Okay. So Pinocchio Village House is just above Cosmic Rays. 
Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Uh, launch pads. Launch launch pads at the bottom. Um, yeah. Well, all they have is like hot dogs, right? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't want to leave it out. You can mobile order from it. I don't want to forget. That's fair. Casey's Casey's corner is my number one, and then I probably would put Cosmic Rays. This is just ones I experience, and whatever what is the Sleepy Hollow, just where I can get my uh, funnel cake. Ooh, I'm gonna count my that. God, so many other things. Yeah. Pecos Bill, is it true that that's where Doritos were invented? Because I'm running with it. Uh, no, it was it was what was it? It was Fritos at Disneyland or something oh, like that. I thought it was. I thought it was. The nacho cheese dust put on something is where they they invented Doritos. It's it's something like that, but it was at Disneyland, I believe. Somebody help us out and fact check this. Disney, I know you're listening. Reopen that stand across from Pecos Bills that used to sell the best McDonald's French fries you could ever get your hands on. And Brian will get an amen from me on that. I think that's it, though. I have nothing else to prosecute. Yeah, um, I'm going to shout out. People have uh, given Krusty land some hate uh, crusty burgers with the crusty sauce and a zap cola i love it i know it's crowded and can get very unorganized in there but they even have the pink donuts for sale in there which you can get other places but i i wish crusty would get a little more respect so yeah brian that concludes um we're gonna adjourn for this episode of uwf bad attractions court uh, listeners, please let us know if you find some of our um, cases guilty or if you think they're guilty of being a fun time. Hey, so or if there's something hear you from- love that we that you think will hate, we'd love to argue against you. Yeah, we learned we let can place know. phone calls. <laughs> I mean, heck, let me argue for why uh, Carousel of Progress should be closed and rethemed or Buzz Light should close and retheme. I'll I'll let you know about that. You held those opinions for too long. Oh, yeah. Well, friends, that concludes this episode. We thank you for uniting with us. For those listeners who want to get in touch with the show, please do so. We are on Facebook, Instagram, X, Twitter. We would love to hear from you. Thank you again and listen to us wherever you check out your podcast. Till we unite again, fans. Brian. Great, big, beautiful tomorrow. Oh, that's nice. I was just going to be said, I was just going to say, Brian, I find you guilty of being... (laughs) I don't know where I'm going with that. (laughs) Have a good night, everyone. Hello there.